0: Mic check, mic check. Where the fuck is my check? You're now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Yeah, let me go ahead and turn this down a little bit. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into another episode of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. <clears throat> Excuse me, I burped there. Um, so, today's show, um, we're really just going to talk about, um, touch on some of this uh, Black Lives Matter movement, the All Lives Matter trolls, and uh, speak on something that I saw earlier today um, as far as. Uh, Something on Huffington Post Live Talking about Hotep Twitter And then uh, we're going to talk about this Dr. Dre And this uh, Compton album that he just kind of pieced together So um, the first thing that I'm going to throw up on that Summer Jam screen And we're going to start like we always do uh, I got to put the uh, All Lives Matter gang or trolls up there Um, uh, A couple weeks back uh, We had a young man, white male named Zachary Hammond uh, he was a part of a sting at a Hardy's restaurant to purchase some drugs. I guess the task force had some kind of, you know, undercover operation going where they were uh, potentially. I don't know if he was buying drugs or selling drugs. Uh, Zach was at the uh, Hardys, And uh, as soon as he figured out it was a sting, a cop tried to block him in. He supposedly, and this is in quotes, drove towards the cop. Cop shot Zack twice and Zack died. And the family is calling for an autopsy. And I think they got the results and saying it looked like he was shot in the back. And it doesn't match up with the uh, account of the officer, you know, as you know, as always when they have these independent autopsies, that always happens. Um, but my thing is, may that young man rest in peace. Um, a lot of people on Twitter were going off about how nobody brought up his past, you know, about him you know, stealing a red crayon from Susie um, back in grade school or, you know, him talking back to his parents and things of that sort, you know, we're always vilified black folks in the media. But the main thing that I didn't see was the All Lives Matters trolls. Um, They didn't speak on, you know, his death. You know, I didn't see any protests, didn't see any marches. Honestly, I seen nothing but black folks bringing his name up and speaking about him and creating hashtags for that young man, you know, who was wrongly killed. So my thing is, um, does All Lives Matter apply to this young man? I I just need somebody to help me out with that. Because anytime, you know, black folks or the Black Lives Matter gang uh, group, uh, you know, they talk about, you know, some black man or black woman that was murdered. You know, you get you get all these trolls coming in and like, well, all lives matter. All lives matter. Well, if that's the case. You know, where's this group at, you know, when this this young man was killed, you know, and it's and it just shows that, you know, in those situations where a black person is killed. A lot of these people are trolling. They do support the police, you know, um, but they don't want to show that their their bigoted beliefs are so blatant. You know, that's when they want to be all inclusive and lovey dovey and uh, shit like that. Um, so that really just shows like if they really did come out of the woodwork and, you know, start, you know, started up like a GoFundMe for this man's burial or, you know, started, you know, a GoFundMe to support his family or something of that sort or, you know, uh, gather some uh, All Lives Matters attorneys, you know, to uh, help uh, prosecute that murderous cop, then you could respect that movement. But. It just goes to show that it's just a group of folks trolling and, uh, you know, trying to dilute what's going on and bringing attention, um, you know, as far as what's going on with this uh, Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, shout out to everybody who, you know, brought this man up, uh, you know, brought his story to the forefront because the Black Lives Matter movement isn't just about, you know, black folks getting killed. Well, that's how it started. But, you know, at the same time, we do have compassion for other folks and police brutality just needs to quit, you know, and uh, black folks are bringing awareness to this. But I need to see uh, some All Lives Matter people start putting in that legwork like the Black Lives Matter gang has already done. Um, But you know what? It's just white folks out there trolling. And you know other folks trolling too You know uh, latching on to that hashtag And you gotta blame folks like Katy Perry who you know uh, Ever so gently You know sent out that Tweet talking about all lives matter And then she just kind of backed out You know from uh, backing up That claim so you know she, She gave those people gave the trolls A tool and those trolls You know came from under that bridge and you know Started hooting and hollering about it But you know It really goes to show that, you know, some people who want to be all lovey-dovey really do have some, you know, some white supremacist views, you know, hidden because they do support this system of injustice. Um, So, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. You know, may that young man rest in peace. Um, His situation just showed, you know, where a lot of these folks in this All Lives Matter gang stand. And then um, I guess moving on. Uh, this is something I really have an issue with Going back to the BLM gang Black Lives Matter movement um, is uh, The Seattle Black Lives Matter movement Folks, they, um, they went up to the, the Seattle branch of this organization I guess you can call it an organization They went up to uh, Seattle And they uh, interrupted Bernie Sanders uh, His rally that he had going on and uh i really didn't understand why but uh give me a moment i want to read this uh, official statement uh from them in regards to you know why they uh created this hashtag bow down bernie and all this other nonsense so just bear with me here give me just a moment let me see if i can find it and here it is all right so there's the press release so it was um Back on August 8th, they released this so a couple of days ago. Um, so the press release said that uh, the Black Lives Matter Seattle uh, Bow Down Bernie action uh, gave some media contacts. Um, but let's get down to the uh, bread and butter. So today, uh, Black Lives Matter Seattle, with the support of other black organizers and non black allies and accomplices, that's the key word right there held Bernie Sanders publicly accountable for his lack of support for the Black Lives Matter movement and his blatantly silenced response to the Say Her Name If I Die in Police Custody hashtag action that took place at Netroots this year. Uh, Bernie's arrival in Seattle is largely significant to the context of the state of emergency black lives are in locally as well as across America. The Seattle Police Department has been under federal consent decree for the last three years. And has been continually plagued by use of force violations, racist scandals amongst their rank and file. That's pretty much every police department. Uh, Seattle Mayor Ed Murray has refused to push any reform measures for police accountability, not even the numerous recommendations uh, of his self appointed uh, community police commission. The Seattle School district suspends black students at a rate six times higher than their white counterparts, feeding black children into the school to prison pipeline. King County has fought hard to push through. Uh, A plan to build a $210 million new youth jail to imprison these children amid intense community criticism and dissent. The Central District, a historically black neighborhood in Seattle, has undergone rapid gentrification over the past few decades, with black people being displaced from the only neighborhood that we could legally live in until just years ago. While white men profit off of the legalization of marijuana, our prisons are still filled with black people who are over-incarcerated for drug offenses. Uh, The city is filled with white progressives, uh, which is why Bernie's camp was obviously expecting a friendly and consenting audience for today's campaign visit. The problem with Sanders and with white Seattle progressives in general is that they are utterly utterly, and totally useless uh, when not outright harmful in terms of fight for black lives. Uh, While we are drowning in the liberal rhetoric, we have yet to see them support black grassroots movements or take on any measure of risk and responsibility for ending the tyranny of white supremacy in our country and in our city This willful passivity. While claiming solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement in an effort to be relevant is over, white progressive Seattle and Bernie Sanders cannot call themselves liberals uh, while they participate in the racist system that claims black lives. Bernie Sanders will not continue to call himself a man of the people while ignoring the plight of black people. Presidential candidates will not win black votes without putting out an explicit criminal justice reform package. As was said, at the Netroots Action, presidential candidates should expect to be shut down and confronted every step along the way in the presidential campaign. The black people are in a state of emergency. Lines have been drawn in the sand. You are either fighting continuously and measurably to protect black life in America, or you are a part of white supremacist system that we will tear down in the liberation of our people. On this, uh, nearly the one year anniversary of the ruthless murder of Mike Brown, rest in peace Mike, Uh, we honor black lives lost by doing the unthinkable, the unapologetic, and the unrespectable. Out of radical love for our black brothers and sisters, we put our lives and our bodies on the line to testify to their persecution and resilience. We join together in black love to hashtag say her name and declare that hashtag black lives matter. Understanding that our love will disrupt the complicity and corruption of our anti-black society, GOP, Democrat, and otherwise. There is no business as usual while black lives are lost. We will ensure this by any means necessary. With the strength of our ancestors and for the future of our children, Black Lives Matter Seattle co-founders Marissa Johnson and Mary Williford. And there's a bunch of hashtags underneath here. Um so my thing is if you guys haven't seen the video uh it, it it was a shit show. Um you can check it out on my Facebook page. Um the thing the the problem that I had with this was uh it seems like they picked on an easy candidate to uh disrupt. Um Bernie uh has you know done many things in the past as far as civil rights. Um, You know, as far as sit-ins, being in Washington with Dr. King and things of that sort. And I mean, he showed to be the most, you know, progressive candidate that we have. He speaks a lot of common sense and he talks about rebuilding the economy just so that school to prison pipeline will get, you know, will not be, you know, flowing so freely. And, you know, education is key for, you know, blacks, you know, to uh, find great jobs or to build their own and uh, you know, to stop, you know, being funneled through the system like that. Um and it it really it seemed like we all know that that Soros guy is funding, you know, that Black Lives Matter movement donated somewhere close to thirty three million dollars uh to the movement. I don't know where that money went to and for, but hey, You know, word through the grapevine is, and this is only a rumor that he is in bed with uh, the Clinton group. So, I mean, if somebody else is funding your movement, someone who isn't, who claims they're aligned with you, they can manipulate and steer your movement to a certain area. You know, if they don't make donated so much money. So that's something you really have to watch out for. And I spoke on that before in a past show. You know, uh, you know, watching who wants to do this and that to your movement into your campaign um and it's one of those things where you just kind of you kind of scratch your head because you're you're just like um you know what the fuck you know how come i haven't seen any of the BLM uh gang interrupt hillary or interrupt you know the republicans would just be flat out You know, just saying the most off the wall shit. I mean, Donald Trump been talking crazy about everybody for a while now and nobody was outside protesting and talking crazy to them, you know, interrupting them. Um, And they just had their their debate. uh, What last week on Fox News? Nobody was outside of wherever it was at, you know, protesting and picketing and uh, causing a social disruption nothing of that source so it really goes to show that there's some kind of hidden agenda here and something is being steered somebody is you know steering this in a way that um that i feel like the movement is going to be um diluted and you can already see it happening um uh, As far as, you know, the the key word is lives, black lives. And when you say black lives, that's every black person. But, you know, you get so many people, you know, wanting to push this agenda and that agenda. And, you know, next thing you know, you got people in the group fighting like crabs in the barrel talking about, you know, we should talk about the rights of people who like to color purple. You know, it's like, hey, well, what about me? I like the color blue. And then this person's like, well, I like the color gray. Well, I like all colors. And then so then you look up and then there's some next, you know, wave of, you know, some next wave of racism that's taking place. And we're still we, we still fighting with each other. And these people are playing chess and we up here playing checkers. We just react, reacting instead of being proactive. And everybody gets so uncomfortable once you start talking about, you know, the economy and talking about building your own economy and start talking about building, you know, your own businesses, something parallel to what's going on right now. Everybody gets so uncomfortable when you start talking about dollars. It's like when you um heading out, you know, with your friends and you're, you, you know, you're about to hit the club and all this other stuff and your friends ain't really got any money and you're like, OK, we're about to hit the door. You know it's like 10 bucks to get in 10 20 bucks to get in and then like oh man oh you well know, let's just let's just go back to the crib man we could use that money and just buy a bottle use what money use that 20 you were gonna use to get in what What y'all didn't have no money to get in nah man we thought it was free before we thought it was free before 1 a.m and you like wait what nigga you know how this work So that's what it kind of reminds me of, because anytime you start, you know, bringing up, uh, bringing money into these uh, solutions as far as, you know, buying off politicians and influencing the court's decisions by having your own economy and, you know, uplifting your people's worth we go back to trying to be socialist instead of trying to be capitalist you know we live in a capitalistic society that's the only reason that slavery ended was because the south was kicking the north's ass as far as you know the money's being made and you look at and then we just keep falling for the okie doke and like nope. we just need to keep marching keep marching say her say her name You know, I want you, I want you white folks to say this dead black person's name, and that's it. You know, it's all for attention, but once you get the attention, the demands aren't really there. It's just, you know, social disruption. Like, hey, I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable, but then, you know, white folks are like, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I see you. Now what? What do you want? Oh, we want you to stop killing us. Okay. Um,. Well, that's not really not going to happen because, I mean, we keep, I mean, cops keep killing you black folks. Y'all ain't going to do nothing else but have another march and create a hashtag. So, I mean, we have to keep quit with this this socialist thinking. We, we keep, keep trying to be accepted. You know, it's like, please accept us. Please accept us. And we need to start embracing who we are. I mean, we're a great group of people and we don't need... You know, these white folks to give us a pat on the back or a pat on the top of the head, you know, and give us some scraps. It's like... We can build something we, we have the talent We have the, the work ethic You know And don't let nobody tell you otherwise Because you know You're always seeing memes about Black folks being the laziest You know Sitting up collecting the welfare check And then you're like You gotta figure it out Do we collect the welfare check Or are we taking all the jobs Because of you know Affirmative action You know help us out You know I mean uh, Those in a dominant society Been calling us lazy Ever since you know We stopped working for free So and then, you know, people and don't fall for that okie doke as far as the welfare argument, because, you know, what the hell is Wall Street? I mean, look how they got bailed out. Trading stocks is nothing but, you know, trading pieces of paper worth money. That's all it is. You know, you're supposed to have ownership, quote unquote of some company you're buying shares of a company but all you have is a certificate saying that you own this and it's worth so much money and i'm like that's just the laziest way to make money but it's a smart way to make money the only thing that you're making money off of is the free labor from slaves because a lot of those companies were built off the backs of slaves so don't ever fall for that okie doke when they start talking about welfare and all this other bullshit And when you know the truth about how many white folks are on welfare, then you look at these these uh, folks who are getting corporate welfare. You know, these huge tax cuts and breaks and all this other shit to keep money or to funnel more money in. So let's stop falling for the okie doke. We got to be smarter about money. We got to stop feeling so uncomfortable about money. You know, anytime you start bringing up, let's pull our money together and support this, you know, support this guy or that guy or that gal. And, you know, people are like, oh, no, I work too hard for my money. I got to go get these J's. I got to go get this bottle. I got to go turn up. I got to go pay my phone bill. I got to go do this, that, and the third. And it's, you know, and it's not even asking for a lot. Ain't nobody asking you to, you know, give five, six hundred dollars, you know, towards a campaign. I'm just saying we all get together and, you know, maybe pass on them J's for that weekend. Use that money to pull it pull it together for something else i mean we, we're making millionaires even richer and then you even look at how we spend our money like some people say we don't have power but the greatest power we have is our spending power because i mean we love to go out and stunt and do all this coon shit you know go out getting a grill and you know going out buying expensive cars and all this other stuff or leasing them and, being in debt you know buying a car and then being in debt for the car because you know it's losing value as soon as you drive it off the lot and you know it's just we just have to be smarter about money and we have to use our money towards something reasonable like we we spend our money as soon as we get it but you know if a black person is telling you what you need to do with your money you're like nope white person tell you that you're like oh okay maybe don't think about it okay i, I might do that you know, it's just that whole that old saying, you know, from I remember hearing this growing up, you know, white folks ice is colder. You know, black person could try to sell you some ice, nah, I'm good. White person sell you that, oh yeah, it does look a lot colder than that guy's there. So here take my money. So we gotta quit trying to, you know, buy in to a white society. I mean there's nothing wrong with, you know, spending spending your money with somebody that looks like you. That's that's not the enemy. I mean, we, we really have to start building our own economy. And I, I think I say this at least, you know, every other episode about having our own economy and building something It's I don't know. It's just is something is so tough to deal with to keep saying it to, and it is frustrating. But as soon as you start bringing up, you know, money and, you know, let's do this with our money and let's start businesses and, you know, build a parallel economy. You know, uh, black folks are like no, no, that's too much. I work too hard for my money to, you know, to invest in the future. It's like we don't see a future at all. And I mean, you can throw the dang dash quote in there right now. You know, you don't hustle for your first name. You hustle for your last name. I mean, you really you want to build a life that's better, you know, than the generation before and the generation that you're in. You know, you wanna you want to give your kids a chance. You know to, to be something And to be profitable And to make it in this this hell we call America And we keep forgetting that America is ran like a business Like America doesn't give Two fucks about you Unless you're making a dollar Unless you're worth something So we really have to think about that I know I'm sounding like I'm on a rant I feel like a damn broken record But that's just how it is That's It, it is what it is So as far as this Black Lives Matter movement going back to, you know, interrupting Bernie Sanders. I mean, you guys started talking about Bernie did this that was fifty years ago. We still getting killed and all this other shit. But why ain't you hollering at the POTUS? Why ain't you hollering at President Obama? How come you guys ain't interrupting him? This is the man that's in the White House right now. It ain't twenty sixteen yet. I mean, this this man is still in the White House right now. Why ain't you hollering at him? You know, and then you know you try to make the you try to make the claim that you know the POTUS won't hear you, but Bernie will because of that 50 years ago. But you just discredited what he did 50 years ago. So which is it? And then the young ladies who was interrupting them, I mean, they just look like little kids, you know, begging mommy and daddy for attention. Then you got the attention. And then it was like, um, well, we want you to click this hashtag and say her name and know what happened. I mean we know knowledge is power We, I mean these white folks know that these cops is killing black folks left and right And they don't need a reason but they don't care And I mean we have to quit trying to make people care And we have to get these black folks all on the same page And that's where it's really going to dive into this You know the next Summer Jam incident As far as you know Huffington Post Live And your boy Mark uh, Lamont Hill talking about uh, Hotep Twitter and as far as you know, Hotep um, is just uh, you know um, they call Hotep Twitter when it's which is basically you know fake dusty niggas you know um, speaking on some Afrocentric rhetoric you know trying to speak on some knowledge you know about Egypt and all this other stuff um, and really kind of slandering other folks and they tried to group a lot of people in there uh, that's that's my fear um, as far as. Um, integrating Or as far as grouping in People who are actually conscious And know what they want And know, know histories And are black nationalists And things of that sort <clears throat> it's, You know it's going to group them in Because you're you going to have people googling Hotep and the meaning And then like oh that's the people That were dashikis and all this other stuff and, um, and The phrase hotep all it means is peace Or to rest or be satisfied, or become at peace and at ease, and um, and it—I don't know. It's just—it's difficult to speak about it, just because you—you you know who's who's in Hotep Twitter. Um, it's a division of Black Twitter, supposedly. You know, of folks who are not knowledgeable or have a little bit of knowledge. It's—it's it's like those those prison guys who come out the who come out the joint and they read a couple of books. Um, but they're still ignorant to the fact of, you know, what to do with that knowledge in there. So they're trying to combine their ignorance with what they read, like a couple of books. And, you know, and all they want to do is sit up and argue. And they never talk about actions, which sounds familiar to the BLM. Only actions they have is protesting and holding up signs and getting fake arrested. But... You know, that's all they want to do is sit up and argue about the origin of man. You know, we really need to be called this. We really need to be called that. And then, you know, the woman needs to serve the man and all this other nonsense. Well, thats I mean, that's not nonsense. Um, But, you know, women bowing down and, uh, you know, letting the man take the lead and kind of discrediting, you know, what women do. Um, And I I think they get it kind of... and from how Huffington Post, you know, kind of showed it, they just had the views from three women and Mark Lamont Hill tried to backpedal on Twitter talking about the guys that was supposed to be on, you know, they either canceled or didn't respond to him. you know, blah, 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 yakety smackety, but it just seemed like a slander fest to, uh, you know, to, to hotel people. And, um, a lot of them, you know, are misled. And like I said, a lot of them are prison guys, um, You know, or act like prison guys who'd read, you know, like one book and they, you know, and they got some beads on and shit like that. But um, it just seemed like a slander fest on uh, men. That's how it kind of came off of me watching it. And uh, and I thought a good person, uh, my boy Brandon beat me to it, but I thought a good person to have on a segment like that was to be have Minister Farrakhan on there. Because, I mean, he talks a lot about, you know, the black man is God, um, how women should be, and um, a lot of things that some hotep guys do, uh, you know, follow. And uh, that's just, I'm just wondering why he didn't have him on there. And then uh, one thing that kind of bothered me um, was, like, they showed, like, different memes, you know, and uh, the first meme that they showed was a, a Tariqism from uh, the brother Tariq Mashiad. And... Uh, I just I just thought that was kind of weird because his brother gave us hidden colors one, two and three. And if you actually listen to his shows, there's there's nothing about, you know, homophobia or patriarchy or anything like that. He's just giving on giving you game on how to how to move through life and how to thrive. And he gives game for women, men. I mean, black folks uh, just that's that's the audience, black people. And so you got that brother up there and, uh, you know, Huffington Post, you know, is a white media outlet. And then you got this brother up here, just up there cooning his ass off. I didn't think I would see, you know, Mark uh, doing something like that and, you know, snapping little jokes and shit like that about it. But the brother Tariq, you know, he always gets thrown under the bus for uh you know, supposedly being a, a pimp and all this other shit, uh, but you act like people can't grow. I mean, he never did say he was a pimp. And then when he talk about Mac lessons, um, it's just giving you game for life. And he gives game to women, so that's what that's what I don't really don't get. You acting like he he ain't never told nobody to you know pimp a purse for what it's worth. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's just uh, Tariq just reminds me of an OG on the block. You know what I'm saying? Who's who's smart and just you know just wants to school the youth, and then you throw them on that, and so that's going to group that brother in, and then that's going to have people looking at uh, Hidden Colors one, two, and three, and part four coming out pretty soon. Kind of looking at it sideways, and I mean that that it it's awakening a lot of people, even the people that hate on Tariq, they can't hate on you know Hidden Colors and the the jewels that it drops. And it, it puts a lot of people, it's it instilled a lot of pride in people. So to have that meme up there is really showing a hidden agenda. It's just showing that, you know, this black man uh, is giving out fake knowledge and, you know, patriarchy and doesn't support black women and all this other nonsense. And we know, we know, if you read the book White Women's Rights, it talks about, you know, feminism and the white women's fight. And it, it, and you see this a lot on social media and in mainstream media how a lot of the times, uh, you know, white folks get you know black women to turn things of that sort. And I and I just finished reading a book and it, it just blew my mind because it was talking about how in the beginning, how white women were you know all about you know freeing the slaves and you know having their backs and all this other stuff and fighting for their rights, and then as soon as black men got the right to vote. They kind of flipped the script. They was like, hey, that's not right. You know, the white men, white women, you know, started, you know, whispering in black women's ears, talking about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, speaking about how, um, how uh, their men was treating them, how white women men were treating them, how they always had to, uh, you know, cook and clean, take care of the kids. And this was after slavery, so they didn't have Big Mama taking care of them little white kids. But... You know, and then they, and then they started. You know, like, hey, aren't you going through the same thing? You know, started manipulating those black women, and black women were like, no. You know, we feel like black men are making a strive and they're fighting towards racism for us, and so <clears throat> and so white women kind of stood back, and then they, you know, kind of brought those sisters in. And told them, hey, we're going to help you fight your fight. And, uh, you know, the black women issues that they had troubles with was being, um, you know, raped, um, how they were being portrayed, you know, uh, how they were being raped by uh, white men and sexualized um, and not just having, uh, you know, in far as racist issues as far as dealing with, you know, segregation and uh dealing with the bigotry but what the white women would do you know uh, like susan b anthony and leaders of the white feminist movement they wouldn't address those issues so they would flip it in they would attack like a um not the naacp but there was another organization around at that time in the you know 1800s uh in early 1900s um that was fighting for racial equality, but it didn't have any women. So the feminist group would, wouldn't would address, you know, the white men sexualizing and raping the black women. They would attack that group and like, hey, you need, you know, you need more you need black women in this organization. And you know, they would hoot and holler and, you know, fuck with that group. So you kind of see that going on right now. You kinda see the division. Uh, you know, black women being manipulated, black men being manipulated, you know, to kind of turn on each other. This it's been going on for years. I, I would recommend that everybody read this book, you know, called White Women's Rights. And it's uh, about racial equality and feminism. And it, uh, and there's another great chapter that talks about how white women, you know, uh, started using uh, their Uh, Started using, you know, like uh, their Christian values to uh, quote unquote civilize people. And uh, one way how they got the black women to come in on a feminist movement was uh, to so-called civilize them. And so black women felt like they had to be like white women to show white society that they were civilized and they were people, too. And we go back, you know, to the Black Lives Matters movement where we're still hooting and hollering. 300 some odd years later, you know, hooting and hollering or 200 some odd years later, hooting and hollering, trying to convince white folks that, you know, that we're we're civilized people and that we're matter and we're just as good as them. We need to stop doing that. So you see how I came back full circle with that. So, I would, you know, like I said before, I would definitely recommend people start reading that book and it just goes to show that if we come together we're very powerful but there's always some entities working to have some division and to break up black folks and then you got to think about it like why do they want us broken up because they know how great we can be so that's just something that you really have to you just you have to think about it and you know for the white folks listening uh, you know you can go on your high horse and you can you know text me and tweet me and call me all kind of you know hate mongers and all this other shit but you know I'm just kicking the truth you know I I don't I don't hate any white person I just want to see my people you know to rise up and just build something and just be great you know I get tired of seeing us begging and pleading you know for mercy and for a helping hand when we can do it ourselves you know we have We 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 are bright. We're brilliant people, but we're going about this the whole wrong way. Like I said before, we just need to build a parallel economy and then get these politicians in our back pocket and get these politicians to start passing bills that will help us, you know, stop being victims. So. That's really what I, I really wanted to say about that. And then as far as the Huffington Post and live and, the you know, running this whole tep Twitter nonsense, it's, it's, it's bullshit. You know, I mean, it, like I said, it's fine to speak about it. I tweeted about it. It's fine to speak about it on Twitter. But once you use a major media outlet like Huffington Post to, uh, you know, slander your own kind, that's just one of those things where you just like. Where's the fucking code of conduct? You know, that's something that you don't do. You know, you was raised. That was how I was raised, you know, to not slander another black person, you know, in front of a group of whites or on a major platform. But maybe my, you know, my people that raised me is old school. So that's just something I felt like he was doing it, you know, to be cute, you know. But at the same time, you're going to have these white folks, you know, going through the web trying to look at hotep twitter trying to figure out what the fuck it is and then you're gonna have all these fake ass smart think pieces um about you know um hotep this hotep that and all this other nonsense and then it's gonna come off to uh black men are like uh, right wing uh, white males You know they gonna start comparing us to that And then you gonna Then all of a sudden you gonna start grouping us You know who are black nationalists Who are conscious of the nonsense Of white America They gonna start grouping us in To uh, you know these fake ho tips. So I mean Mark you really fucked up with that So you really You know what you gotta hold this L You know even though we're on the summer jam screen That's you holding this L Cause you really just sold black folks out you know, so um, I know that was a long ass rant, but you know I'm very passionate about my people, and I just want to see my people be great. All right, so since uh, we got Mark on that whole this L um, tie into the summer jam screen, we're gonna move on to move uh, selling hope like dope. Um, as you guys know, last Friday, Dr. Dre dropped the soundtrack to the city of Compton, titled Compton. And, uh, you know, the Internet kind of went a little bit crazy about it. So I went ahead and uh, went ahead and listened to it, listened to the stream. And, uh, you know, Dr. Dre, you know, felt comfortable releasing it just because he said he was so inspired by uh, the movie uh, Straight Outta Compton uh, that's dropping this Friday and uh you know he felt you know just so inspired and he was working with some artists and things like that and he didn't really feel any pressure so he went ahead and dropped that album and when i say dre didn't feel the pressure he did not feel no damn pressure because this album sounds dated as hell boy i mean i uh, yeah i just thought i was going to I thought I was gonna hear something crazy, you know. You know how Dre, you know, always you know pushes that envelope and you know sets the tone for everybody else, uh, the other producers and things like that, for them to step their game up. And this shit sounds dated. Sounds like it should have dropped in like two thousand three, two thousand four. Like, this thing is not 2015. I know the folks out west is really feeling it, throwing up they dove, see walking on the devil's roof, and doing all this other stuff. But, uh yeah, for, like, I love hip-hop to death. Love it. Love to see it, you know, love, especially rap music, uh, you know, love to see that being pushed forward. But Dre really just kind of half-assed this, you know. There wasn't any pressure, no deadlines, nothing to that extent. So, you know, he felt like he could do his thing, and he did his thing. But his thing included time traveling back to 2002, 2003. So, I mean, other folks is feeling it. I'm not feeling it. That shit sounds dated as hell, to be honest. Uh, You know, if I could get at a, you know, a rating from A through D, I would definitely give this a C minus, you know. Shout out to all the young guys who's on there, you know, spitting and things like that who got the opportunity to work with Dre. But, uh, you know, he said this is it for him dropping albums. This was supposed to be the end all be all. And uh, man, maybe my expe- expectations was too high, you know. Uh, but, you know, like I said before, he felt comfortable dropping it because he didn't feel any pressure because we never going to see detox. You know, when that leaked song with uh, him M jay um 50 and uh, a couple other guys dropped um I, I i was excited you know when that leaked that song leaked from detox supposedly and then uh, you hear this shit and it's uh it's like oh okay i guess i'll just go back to uh listening to uh mustard on a beat ho, you know or uh, you know keep listening to F- foley water because this shit, I, I mean, if that's the soundtrack to Compton, I guess, uh, you know, niggas still out there, you know, rocking, uh, you know, those, uh, yeah, I, I can't even say nothing from 0203, maybe some Co jeans and some Chucks or some shit, they still rocking or something, but... Yeah, that I mean, that, that's he sold that hope like dope. Boy sold the whole, sold the whole bird to us because everybody was hype about that. But you know, shout out to the people that like it. But I'm not feeling it. I mean, Dre didn't push the envelope anywhere on none of them damn beats. It just sounds dated and it and it's whack to me. So. But, uh, shout out to Dre, you know, good to see him doing music, but, uh, you know, I think that headphone money is, uh, is too damn nice as I sit here in a pair of white beats as I do this, uh, podcast, but that, you know, the headphone money been too good for him, you know, he ain't, it been too good to him, he ain't trying to make nothing hot, so, that's my opinion, you know, if y'all don't like it, hey, it's my opinion, keyword, M-Y, my my opinion so yeah but still shout out to that brother and uh, shout out to everybody who caught the album all right moving on to health over wealth news i got this clip from uh dr claude anderson he's kind of speaking on the uh black lives matter movement and kind of touching on what i spoke earlier uh in the podcast about you know how economics plays a role in us you know finding our freedom And obtaining justice So check this out Uh, Much love and respect to all y'all Peace and uh, I'll see y'all next week Holla
1: Congress is is the person that sets the rules and law They are the elected bodies Nobody elects anybody To the United States Supreme Court They're the closest thing to royalty In this country Where they get a lifetime job to do nothing to sit there and mess with people Based on their own personal prejudices and get away with it because nobody raises Cain about it they don't have the authority and so and, and but they, they so they, they they didn't do anything after the Marlboro and Madison case back in 1803 Then here jump up to 1857 and here comes a case called Dred Scott in the Dred Scott case a black man then was trying to get his freedom having moved gone from, moved from Missouri to Illinois and the, and the Supreme and went to the Supreme Court and, and Justice Taney ruling that being the Chief Justice says that in the final ruling in the Dred Scott decision in 1857 said a black man has no rights that a white man is bound to respect that case that issue has never been overruled where well, are black folk progress in America no you're not progress that's why they're shooting you down that's why they're shooting down a black man every other week in some place in the United States or beating a black woman these are just the police alone Dragging you out of cars. Beating black women on the street. Shooting black men. Why? Because the Dred Scott decision is still in effect. It's still in effect. That you have no rights because the decision is never addressed. And the, and the real sadness and irony of this, and I look in the newspaper. I look, in the, look on TV. And here comes my people down the road. Guess what they're doing? Wearing signs, hollering, yelling, screaming, and saying on the signs black lives matter they never ask the question black lives matter to whom to whom I look on TV every day and they all walking with signs black lives matter they never say to whom does it matter you got a law saying you don't matter and more importantly if you understand the nature of the system you would know that you don't matter Why? Because you see, in American society and in a capitalistic society, value of life is based on what we call personal net worth. When you go to a bank, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is to fill out what? A personal net worth statement. Net worth means what are you worth? That's why you hear people saying all the time, John D. Rockefeller is worth. Henry Ford is worth. Bill Gates is worth. They are telling you that value is what you're worth is based on what? What you own and control.